Hey. What's up, man? Oh, I got, I got a little something for y'all, though. Oh. Welcome to South Harmon. Hey, welcome to South Harmon. We glad you here today. Another AMA. Ask me anything. Super chat is cool if you want to pay to play. Like and subscribe. That's what we really appreciate. Let me introduce you to the Teardown King. Mike McNutted, ask your questions. He'll answer anything. ATM, you know where them put them graphics on the screen. Glad you tapped in now. Stay tapped in for the team. Everything is posted. Oh, just a little, preview. just a little, uh, you know, just a little fizzle intro, intro. You know, I can't give you the whole taste. thing this week. You know, just a little taste, Ooh. man. What's going on, everybody? How, how's how's everybody doing, man? We got a guest in the building. This is fun, man. Let's go. What's up, Thomas Tipple? Fantasy points. How you doing, buddy? Oh, we vibing. We ready? I'm, I'm locked in for football, baby. AMA. Ask me anything. Let's go. Let's get it's it. So it's so weird how this came about, too, right? Uh, you and I. I mean, we've been in this league a couple of years now, and uh, we just happened to make a trade, and we had somebody who wanted to chirp, <laughs> so we started DMing back and forth, making fun of the oh. the chirper. The chirper, you have to do that, please, right? Like, oh, I, I, it's, you guys, and I gotta, I'm gonna start off hot. Uh, also, shout out everyone for let's go. Shout out to you guys uh, reaching out and getting me on here. This is a good. This is gonna be a good time. You guys almost hit that trade perfectly from my end. Boom! I reached. As soon as I, I got the clip, I reached out. I was like, that's that was so close to perfect. That was awesome. But you know what I love about leagues and dynasty leagues is when you do a trade and somebody wants to have you use the the Thanos time stone to go back in time so they can right. offer you three first for that player. Like right. there's nothing better than getting I would have paid so much more. They, they always say that, right? It, you, it's funny, we get money Monday morning quarterback even if in fantasy, man. You know? So, I so we didn't talk about we didn't talk about that part on the trade show, right? But Thomas hit me up and he was like, he was like, this dude said he would have paid three first for Stefan Diggs alone. And I said, all right, fucking bet. <laughs> so I went and I offered Stefan Diggs to him for three first. And then you get the whole laundry list of excuses. <laughs> like, nah, I, you know, I'm, I meant for both of them. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. He must be disappointed. He said he can't wait to tune into the episode to hear how I just got absolutely hosed. So yeah, that guy's probably. <laughs> but go for him. Fizzle is out here just continuously dropping heat. Yep. If you uh, listen to the waiver wire pod on Tuesday, Eric put out Man. a new intro made by Fizzle. You listen to America's game coming out tomorrow morning, new intro made by Fizzle. And uh, obviously you got a little sneak peek of what the AMA is going to be like. Holy shit. He's just out here dropping dimes. Hey, <laughs> Fizzle, where you get all them dimes from, man? Corey out here making us a drink already too. You know man. what? Um, I I need to have a drink. So let's uh, let's pour out, man. Mm-mm-mm. Say less. Love it. I, I haven't poured in the cup, man. But we'll uh, we'll do it. <laughs> poor poor Blue Chase. <laughs> That's why I don't watch baseball anymore. Well, Ooh. also I'm a Red Sox fan, so unfortunately, not a lot to root for there. Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. Four one six. Stand up, man. Yeah. So Thomas, Thomas, tell us about before we we get into this, man. What are you doing? Like, where where are you working at? Where's your content found? You know, um, fantasy space is popping. Yeah, man, it's it's going crazy this time of year. So my my personal thing is the full tilt fantasy football. That's with myself, Jacob Sanderson. You can see all over Twitter. We're thinking about thinking, and then my my other co-host Lucas Gilbert, and then. Uh, 
I'm the senior director of video content over at Fantasy Points. So when you head over to the Fantasy Points YouTube channel, you pop in there. Everything Graham Barfield and Scott Barrett and John Hansen, all that stuff. We uh, we're running it. Just released the data suite, which is huge, free all week. Go check that out. Data.fantasypoints.com. And again, everybody, man, shout out, nice man. I I, I, I love to hear that about the uh, the video stuff, man. I've been. Be getting more and more into it, man. So I, I know I know you got to be having a lot of fun with that. Oh man, it's uh, it's real great. Uh, my favorite part is in the fantasy community when people realize that you can do it and they want you to intern. Uh, that's <laughs> my favorite part about doing it when people realize that they have this great intern opportunity um, that I unfortunately just have to turn down. You know, but I mean, shout out to those guys. Giant. You'll get someone well, eventually. Let me guess; it's usually an unpaid internship too. Oh, every time. <laughs> Yeah, we'll pay you the grand total of experience. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, viewership is going to be your greatest ally, but we're not going to put your name on anything. So. Uh, love it. You got to earn it, man. You know, you can't just, you know, you got you to work oh, for free God. for half your totally. life first. Yeah, right. You, you, can, you have to put out, you know, waiver wire for guys that everyone already knows are picking up before you can really get that recognition in the fantasy right. space. I did hear a podcast uh, this week recommending to pick up uh, Devon Achan. Like, oh, uh, no way. Appreciate that information. Yeah. <laughs> so pick glad Brock all that thought went into that. Pick up Brock Purdy with a seventh round pick. No one's got him on their roster. I think that's probably a great idea. Adam. Are we going to do, are we gonna do Brock Purdy again today? Let's, let's keep going, man, you know? I'm not doing Brock Purdy again for like the seventh straight day. Just I don't have the stomach. Listen, I just put Corey's super chat on there because I, I didn't have to read it. I know what it said. Get, <laughs> Get to, to drinking. <clears throat> you knew it. Yes, knew yes it. sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Schumer, sir. All right. Well, this is probably the first one, but we don't have a whole lot of like theme to talk about, Adam, other than the fact that uh, possibly – this week, can we get a little bit excited? Especially, can I for some of my uh, shittier contenders that aren't doing so well? Do we get Cooper I'm, Cup and Jonathan Taylor back finally, please? Fantasy I mean, gods, can I have this? Don't take this away from it me. It would be it would be nice to get somebody back when um, people realize, hey, there's you're losing people this week too, right? So please, yeah. Brees Hall with no no restrictions, no timeshare against Denver. <laughs> please, no, no. fantasy gods, I need this. Got another yeah. super chat, man. Appreciate it, Doctor Ryan. Doctor Ryan Appreciate that. Um. All right, hey guys. Ten team dynasty superflex start ten. By the way, I'll get back to that, Mike. But super chat, you know, yep. comes first. Takes precedence, baby. <clears throat> Trying to get a gauge on Garrett Wilson's value. Someone wants to give me Bijan for Wilson in a twenty-four first. What are your thoughts? Mm. Okay, so we're looking at ten team dynasty superflex start ten. I mean. I don't – oh, I never mind. Superflex is in there. 10 team, man. Mm. Hammers. 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 Need those hammers. Thomas, where are you at when you read this one? Would you give up Garrett Wilson in a 24 first in this format to go get Bijan? Uh, no. Bijan Robinson is my dynasty ranked ninth overall player in Superflex formats. There's there's no okay. shot I'm doing that. <clears throat> yeah. He, so you, he said behind Joe Burrow. So do you want uh you, you so want Bijan side right Bijan side I'd want Bijan yeah for sure yeah so, yeah he he would be getting Bijan here so yeah you, okay. you want you yeah. want you want to give you want to get rid of that twenty four first in Wilson 
Well, right. I was expecting if when you started, I'm like, oh man, we're gonna have some controversy, and then I'm like, oh no, he's he's bullish. Okay, we're good. I was I was waiting for like the hammer to drop where he was like, and Garrett Wilson's my tenth. <laughs> yeah. No, he no, no, tenth in the first. Yep. I think with Garrett Wilson is when he was going off the boards and startups, he really shot up into that like mid second round because of Aaron Rodgers. Like we know he had that like elite rookie season, but so did Chris Olave and some of the right, some of the other younger players. His mid second round startup value was completely baked in Aaron Rodgers. And people just are now like, oh, he's not that good this year. Shocker. I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I'm Stunned, and it doesn't look much better for next year, right? They would say want Rodgers want to come back, but you got the same risk. Bijan is going to have round one startup value for two years, as long as your twenty four one isn't locked in bottom three. Yeah, I'm making that move. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to take the running back here, as long as you're a competitive team, right? Like, if I'm not a competitive team, just because it's a running back, Bijan's amazing, and and one of the few running backs that will actually put a. Uh, a dynasty value like you know he's going to be ranked high even in 2024 like yeah, that's he, gonna happen. He's, he's like one of the one exceptions because we saw with Brees, right. even even if the worst case scenario happens he'll yeah. just retain some value you know right even if uh you know superstar dalvin cook signs in new york he doesn't actually take that big of a hit probably because nope. dalvin cook is kind of washed but either either way here um the only thing i would say is like if this is going to be a, a chance at an early first in a 10 team like a, the super flex spot doesn't matter as much because most people are going to have two pretty good quarterbacks in the 10 team. Like the scarcity kind of goes out the window a little bit. Garrett Wilson's a fine asset. It's not like he's a bad asset. Now he's pissing away value. Uh, you know, the longer Zach Wilson doesn't play well, even though we got to see it this last week, finally, but the, the two for one, like if this is a top five pick, top half in a 10-team league, like I think I would want that pick in Garrett Wilson if I'm not actually competing. But if you're competing, like you're, you're one of the better teams in the league, go get that hammer of a running back and lock it in because that's going to be a positional advantage. Bijan's going to be putting up 20 points probably just about every game for the rest of the year. Yeah, I, think I, the- I, I was going to say uh, – no, you're good. I was, I was just going to say the, the one thing I wanted to touch on actually is Listen, there's some there's some players in this 24 class that I really do like, but when when we really talk about the class and it's like where you get oh my gosh the goosebumps type feeling, right? There's three players right now, and it doesn't mean there's not going to be other guys that are meaningful. But when we're in a 10 team league, what happens? First thing is the superflex scarcity issue goes away, right? So I'm not saying you won't take a quarterback very high if they're going to mean something, but they don't. Unless they're difference makers, they don't mean as much in a super flex ten team. So that already kind of takes away some of the elite upside in this class for me. And now you're talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. and maybe just some guys. So listen, even if this is like a fifth, you know, fifth, sixth overall pick, like I think I'm okay going to get Bijan here. So like to to your to your guys' point, I'll echo the same sentiments. If I'm rebuilding, this is foolish. If you're not rebuilding, I think Bijan's one of the guys that can absolutely win this league for you. Yeah, one of the things about like rebuilding too is I don't really want to put points on my team if I'm trying to tank for a specific asset, right? Like in the ten team league, I think Caleb Williams will probably still end up being the one on one just because he's that kind of carries that kind of weight. But I mean, ten team, you're also like 
putting yourself out of the range of getting Marvin Harrison Jr., who would probably be the the second overall pick if we were just to do the draft right now in a ten team Superflex league. So in that's team, also you probably could make the case. Now I'm not going to say you couldn't take Caleb one, but just I don't play in a lot of ten team. But when you look at it and you think about the dynamics, the warp, dude, receivers run that league. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Marvin went one. So, but the point is to you, what you're yeah. saying. You carrying Bijan the rest of the year. One, you have you, you don't really have a lot of dynasty value you could lose even with an injury. But you, to your point, you're going to have points on your roster. Why do you want those? It's not worth it for you. And Thomas, you know, you got points off your roster with that trade we made for that exact reason. It's so huge, man. Like, and I knew after Diggs blew that game up, I was waiting for Homie to just slip into the DM. Like, I told you so. But. <laughs> Right, shedding points in your roster when you're when you're trying to lose is super crucial and important. But one thing to keep in mind too, especially with the twenty four ones and the fluidity of them, is we don't know if Caleb's coming out. Like he's openly stated that he may not. With that, uh, Sanders may not as well, and we don't know how many others are going to come because the power is shifting more and more to the college players' hands. So that first that at 105 or 106 in the 10 team that you thought might be Raheem Sanders, it may not be. So it's really up in the air right now, and I think there's room to recoup those those first a little bit down the line. Yeah, we got Koopa in the building. We know all about Recoupa. Um, so yeah. we got to recoup some stuff, man, yep. for sure. Recoupa. I mean, I, I think in 10 team, that's a uh, – Ryan, that, that, that 499 is – that's, you already got so much found money, you're good, man. Don't go go ahead and take that Bijan side, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, how much higher can we get? Uh, or how much higher can A Chain's value go? And where is it now, dude? It's a it, his value is already a moonshot at this point, man. I bought him. Um, I bought him for a first and a second uh, in a lineup league, and that was Mike. I was out here saying I don't think I'd do it for a first, and then two weeks in, I'm like, uh, I guess I'm. I'm not to say I was fronting, but like, I'm like shit. I'll let this first. This isn't my first. I'll let this first go, right? My biggest thing when I was talking about it was I didn't want to lose my flexibility, and I wasn't doing it there. Gotcha. Well, it's crazy to think that uh, here we are, you know. It, and it's not like he started out of nowhere, right? This dude was a back-end first-round, early second-round pick at worst in Superflex 12-team drafts. Like, right. It's not like he started crazy low, and it's Puka Nakua story. Okay. This is a guy who had talent and people really liked, and he went to an awesome offense, and here we are a few weeks into the season actually seeing that to fruition. But, Adam, if you want to – if people still want to knock him for the size or whatever, they can just get the hell out. Like, just stop it. Okay, They're, they're using him in the correct way. The guy is absolutely elite and explosive in space. And yep. I, I will fully say that he could beat Tyreek Hill in a foot race. One of the few guys in the entire league, if they were to line up and run 100, A-chain getting him. <laughs> A-chain All right, who, who you guys got your money on? Mike, Mike says, uh, Mike says he got A chain. He's getting them, buddy. Man, that, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, I think the winner would be me. Just getting to watch that would be so fun. Like, I think it, I think it'd be really close too. To yeah, answer the question, it, like how high he could go. Like, oh my god, mine would float just thinking about it. <laughs> how high could he go? Number two, <laughs> dynasty running back. Yeah, I would I would say with with a Chan, uh, which is the A-chan, worst yeah. season so name I've ever heard. Uh, he should get knocked for that uh, in standings. But I have him one spot ahead uh, JSN at this point. He is my dynasty thirty uh, seventh player overall at this point. I mean, running back scarcity is huge, and that we know what that system can do. And Jeff Wilson IR. 
post Raheem Mostert, though fast, still getting older. It Achan's doing something that I didn't expect, which is he has thirty three point three percent of the touches inside the five. Yeah. Mm. 33.3% of the rushes inside the five. Get out of you know what? You know what's cra- Can I tell you what's crazy about that stat? Because I was looking at this. That doesn't include these pitches they keep giving to him. Right. Where it's a yep. pass. Yep. He had two touchdowns off that. Yep. It's insane. No. <clears throat> Just 16 missed tackles forced. Like, you're worried about a guy because of his weight, but we drafted Jameer Gibbs at 103. Because he was a ham sandwich away from 200 pounds, man. It's but so we're worried about Han, who's clearly the the run against Denver, where the, there's like the still image of eight players on the ground and like one guy still running. That's enough. His weight's not an issue. The, it's so funny with him because uh, you just brought up a point that it, you think about, you know, um, force missed tackles, and a lot of people they you know want to get old school, like just you know abusing people getting laying the shoulder down it's it's really like they're they're trying to reach you're grasping to get a hold of him on these force missed tackles it's it's the complete opposite of what uh you probably think of with most running backs on a force missed tackle you know buddy i mm-hmm. bet they would have a hard time getting him down in a flag football league <laughs> it's a uh it, it, do it do it like the receiver drills man you touch it you catch it you know can you even get your hands on him <laughs> i don't know but this is also a guy at the running back position. I mean, he could be a walking 30-40 burger for you any given week, right? Yep. That's that's saying if he never hits that 50-point ceiling, which we've already seen. Right? Like, we've already yeah. seen that, so. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is Mostert's oh. not going to play all year, right? Like, he, there's no way. So, so if he gets that stretch run to your initial question, how high can it go? If Mostert misses time, consider him to the moon, maybe Mars. He might already be on the moon. He might be rounding and going to Mars. We, we had a UFO on the show last, so to be careful, man. It's, uh, it's getting crazy we, we out did. here, man. We I don't did. need to go to Mars yet, just yet. Um, you know, I will say, I, there, there's, it's amazing how every year, like you know surprises are going to come. Mm-hmm. But then when they happen, like where they come from is just amazing. I mean, Puka Nakua. And Devon A. Chain going this high four weeks in. Uh, Mike's, boy, Mike's boy Sam Laporta wasn't as big of a shock, but to be playing as well as he is right now is still a big shock to me four weeks in. Like there's, I would have been I would have been wrong on a lot of different things, man. If I just you know made bets. <laughs> I just I just talked about it with Erica a little bit too before we got out here recording an America's game with him that'll come out tomorrow morning. But uh. You know how last year was a horrible year for us on these uh, pre-NFL rookie drafts? And people are like, see, this is why I never do this shit. You guys don't know any better, blah, 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 blah. I was just thinking about how I get Sam Laporta at the end of the third round at all these pre-NFL rookie drafts, and all of a sudden that doesn't look so fucking bad to do them before the NFL draft anymore, does it? No. Well, I mean, it's funny how, like, uh, I guess they value the, the the running back position very low. Everybody values it very low this offseason. But A-Chain's been a very polarizing player all, like, offseason. You know, as some people believe and a lot of people are just, oh, he's too small. I, I don't think – I think everybody's been wrong, even if you believed, because he's been unbelievable. Um, I will, I'll say Noah Hills, uh, com, who does RB analysis – was the most right on a chan of anyone that I've right. yeah, man. seen 
we had him on full tilt and when he was talking i was like there's there's no way like this is but it's it's not just in the running like he improved his his route running to the point where the texas slash route which is like the most game-breaking route for running backs was so developed from where he was at the combine in in his pro day etc to week one of preseason to now seeing it where they're trusting him in his pass pro and his route running like you said at the five for these pitch plays it you can't predict a player developing that fast you can do all the analysis you want but noah was the first one that said that he he can do it and if not for him i probably wouldn't have drafted him even in the first round at all because so i just want a quick shout out that dude crushed it i mean um my i would have had more a chain if mike and i didn't play in 22 leagues where we each got six um now to noah hill's point man Listen, we have um, a lot of disagreement in the way that, like, I we've gone through player takes, but man, he he was so right two years in a row on Isaiah Spiller oh. last year, and then now Devon A Chain. Boy, you, when when somebody does, when somebody kills it like that, you just say, hey, I don't, I'm not, I'm the only one not wearing a hat. hats off, man. Hats off, to, hats, hats mm-hmm. off to Noah Hills. Great call, man. Isaiah he, he has a, he has a good running back. Um, some good, good, and interesting, different running back perceptive and um, analysis. It's, it's, it's good. You, you have to be able to look outside of what you do solely to be better. Like that's so important. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, you're going to be getting your socks blown off by everyone else getting these guys like Sam Laporta in round three, right? You're just going to pass on these dudes and get passed by in your dynasty league just because you. You know, have your take lock and your process lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, four weeks in, some people were deciding, you know, do I take Michael Mayer or Sam Laporta? Well, hopefully you took Sam Laporta. And, you know, same thing with, like, Charbonnet and A-Chain. And right now, it's a, it's not an end-all, be-all, but currently, as we're seeing it, phew, yeah. big difference in the, the players there, man. I really have no concern either about Jeff Wilson coming back. I know people have thrown this out there about how well he did last year and kind of, you know, Jeff Wilson is always kind of the under the radar guy. But Adam, from like a locker room or a football perspective, you have a guy that's coming in and producing the way he is as a rookie, you know, in his first handful of games. I don't think Mike McDaniel's that dumb to be like, I'm going to take this guy off the field, take this type of weapon off the field for Jeff Wilson. Like, the locker room would fucking implode. People would lose their shit. Like, what do you really expect from us then? We come out and we put up this amount of yards. We make all these highlight plays and help us win to this point. And now you're going to pull that dude off the field for a guy who's been on injured reserve. Like, that's not the way shit actually works, right? You never saw it with with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, you know. Unfortunately for me, even though I thought he was more talented at the time, it's like, Brock Purdy came in and won those fucking games and won the locker room. And if they would have said, all right, this is Trey Lance's team now. Appreciate your service. Team would have had a fucking mutiny. Yeah, that would be a riot, man. That would be that would have went poorly. <clears throat> I mean. So it sure as fuck ain't happening with Jeff Wilson. <laughs> That's the point. It shouldn't. It really shouldn't. I mean, the, I don't. I think at this we point. Riot. There's, there, we'll riot. There's no debate, in my opinion, if he's going to just come back and make Devon H a not exist anymore. That's never happening. But I think what would be, he could be maybe just annoying as far as enough touches. Like 
if the guy gets, let's say, six to seven touches, it just takes the touch load down for everybody. But to your point, I'm not what you what I've seen from A Chain already has proven the reason I've been in on him, which is like I didn't think the upside was as high as it is, but I always knew that he's a track star. So you get him outside in, in this zone offense, like, dude, one run all of a sudden, like he doesn't need to have high touches. And the crazy part is he's getting them and he's hitting home runs. So even if Wilson comes back and takes a little bit of load, I'm I'm good. Right. I mean, I guess we aren't really discussing A Chain as like that guy that you give twenty five touches to a game. Like that that's not it. But I don't think that would be ideal for anybody really. I don't think it would be either. <laughs> Pollard factor too, right? They they even said if you give Tony Pollard the king of efficiency, twenty five touches, his efficiency is gonna go down. And that's what we've seen this year, aside even just right. from the touchdowns. But to to your point of Jess Will, Jeff Wilson coming back, if you're buying HN now and you're worried about an LDD rusher coming in and ruining the dynasty value that you've accrued by either holding or buying, then you shouldn't have bought or held at all. You're betting on talent, not just production. And as a one-dimensional, long, down-and-distance runner with a little bit of goal line upside should not deter you from buying in. If anything, it should encourage you to buy more. And that's something we do a lot in Dynasty and forget about. Yeah, um, I I feel like I bought high, but man, the, the other thing too is the running back position at the high end right now. Um, and we'll see what what continues, but it's been more meaningful than it has been uh, last year and the year prior. So, hey guys, twelve team super flex, one point five tight end premium, uh, full PPR, start ten. You're a contender going for a three peat, and Burrow and Dobbs are your only quarterbacks. Oh, that's gonna make it difficult. Wide receivers are Chase, JJ, and Debo. Okay, so you got Chase and Jefferson. Uh, JT's coming off the pup this week. Would you trade? That's part one of one. And part two is, uh, would you trade a 24 first for Baker? I'm currently sitting twenty uh, two and two and seventh in the league. Not that many better quarterbacks on the waivers. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Dan, I think this is one of those where... Nope. I, I would say if you look at this from the range of outcomes for both, okay? So, like, let's say let's say somehow down the road your team ends up getting in the playoffs and Burrow gets healthy. Do you think that Baker Mayfield, because Josh Dobbs probably, I mean, you never know. He might still be the starter if there's, you know, injury or whatever with Kyler, but like, I don't think Kyler plays the whole season. Yeah. I mean, does here's the, here's the question for me. Does that, even if that's the case, does Josh Dobbs finish the year as the starter in Arizona? Good. (laughs) He yeah, could, but it. it doesn't guarantee yeah. anything, right? Like, my point is, Baker becomes yeah. your quarterback, too. And at that point in a league like this, do you think – because look at the range of outcomes. The range of outcomes, if you add Baker, do you think – and I like Baker as a little bit of a buy, but not at your 24 first because – especially right now with your situation. So, on the upside, like, can Baker actually help this team win the title? I don't know. I think the team's good, but I would, I would not be doing this for Baker because on the flip side, like – if Burrow doesn't get healthy and somehow you miss the playoffs, dude, you sent a you sent a top six pick for Baker. Bro, sometimes you just have to be a little more patient. And if it doesn't even happen this year, you you won two years in a row. You're good. Go ahead and rebuild, and you still got stud wide receivers for next year. Like, I my my personal opinion is I would not force that. Dude, there's no way in hell I would send a first for Baker Mayfield. I know we can talk about how the locker room likes him and he's playing well, but there is no scenario I'm sending a first-round pick for Baker Mayfield. 
and Adam, I'm even talking like best ball leagues. Like there's no chance in hell I would send a first for Baker Mayfield. Man, I'm not rooting for Baker um, as I'd a Browns fan, but I will. I almost, I almost wouldn't mind seeing him keep this little streak up just so Mike might buy a share at some point. Just to, that'd be fun. <laughs> for a first round pick, you can miss me with that shit. That shit's done. He's just doing stuff that that's not sustainable. Sixty four point eight percent of his throws are going to his first read. He has been pressured forty five times and has accounted for one sack. There is no way. Baker turnover Mayfield is going to not only continue to protect the ball. Mike Evans is banged up. We'll see what happens after uh, they come back. But between the pressure percentage, his danger throws, his turnover rate, and how often it's going to the first read, it's not sustainable. Go find whoever wants to move off Tana Cooked and and send him that. If you're really, if you're really in need, Tana Cooked would be. A guy because we've seen him put up 16 points we've seen him put up four points same thing that you can get from a lot of these other guys in that tier don't don't crush your future for middling returns right right send a third for the guy who's got desmond ritter right you're just looking to get by for a couple of weeks or get insurance like i'd rather do that than ever send a first for a guy who's what a few spots above baker <laughs> like who gives a shit at that point right like, if you really want to go send a first, send a first for a quarterback who's actually producing. That's where you look at the warp tool and you go, holy shit, you know. Apparently, Russell Wilson isn't as cooked as we want, but you look on keep trade cut, somehow Baker Mayfield's above Russ. Like, that would be a reasonable one. If you want to buy Kirk Cousins off somebody who just watched him have a shitty game, go buy Kirk Cousins. Like, mm-hmm. at least if you're going to buy a first, buy a first. You know, send that first for a guy in a range that's actually going to be a difference maker. Or stay in the same mid-tier of dog shit and spend a third or two-thirds or a late second. Just shit, don't, man, even don't a second. send your first. Like, th- that, that is 100% the point. If you're going to buy a quarterback in this league. Now, uh, I don't know. Did he hit the settings? He probably did. Um, he did not. So I'm not sure exactly like how, how the market mm-hmm. goes for you, what they cost. But this is, this is the market and the player type you do not want to send your first for right go lower get gross or if you're going to send your first even add to it and make it like uh more than way more than palatable this this isn't palatable this is uh now there's a scenario where like to to everything that we've been talking about like if this anomaly was to keep happening like i've seen listen it's amazing this this much like i've watched baker not be able to run for his life and it's like he's sitting back there for four games what am i watching like it's not likely to continue but if somehow it did it's just not a process play i would ever want to make personally but i get i get your situation i just wouldn't be panicking there's also a way to get around having to even move a pick right like true gotta be a guy i i was sitting there all offseason saying you should go and stash jacoby Brissett. you should go stash tay tay heineke maybe less on Brissett now because how looks like he can ball which shout out to him but i have a lot of Brissett rust just in case just in case. But Tay-Tay was very usable in Washington. So if he's floating out there, just you don't even have to make that move. You can pray for Desmond Mitter and his demise, uh, which seems to be coming to fruition. Um, eventually, he's got to get in there if Arthur Smith wants to keep his job. So you can just roster Tay-Tay for next to nothing and pray that he comes through. Say, treat the the quarterbacks that might become starters like running backs. Because all you need is one. So you don't have to put yourself behind the eight ball. 
in these lineup leagues too, like we we're only four weeks of completed football into the season, but we've seen a start by Gardner Minshew. We've seen a start by uh, Andy Dalton, who actually performed very well in that start. We're going to see one here probably from uh, Mitch Trubisky here this week. Uh, we almost had one from Jameis Winston <laughs> a week ago. So this is kind of the situation too. Like Baker, how much better is he than some of those quarterbacks? I think it's arguable, you know, if you feel a little bit better about it. But I can definitely tell you the price I'd have to pay for one of those guys versus the price you're being asked to pay for Baker Mayfield, I'll roll out the uh, the 50 the 50 feet of shit and pay that price before I'll ever pay the first for the Baker Mayfield. Yep. Agreed. Um, all right, so Noah says, uh, was wondering what you would look to move T-Law for. Um, for the rest of the team, no one notable at running back except Nick Chubb that I traded Acres for, then JSN, Dotson, and Puka. I, I might have missed the first one here. Seems like it anyway. Yeah. All right, so that's a little ass backwards. Here we go. I'm in a 12-team um, half PPR start nine. I have six twenty-four first. Dang. 325 first. Okay, so you got all the first. Um, I have a question. Current quarterback room is T-Law, A-Rich, how? I'm looking to trade T-Law because I will uh, probably be the 101. So then there was – I was wondering what you would uh, look to move T-Law for. Um, rest of the team, no one not- notable at running back except Nick Chubb. So he's got JSN, Dotson, Puka, and Laporta. I would treat it like you're in a QB horde, right? You're just penciling in uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May. You're, you're penciling in a quarterback with, with some of those early firsts that you're going to have, maybe multiple quarterbacks. So I treat it like I got a, a little mini QB horde already. I'm rebuilding, so I don't really give a shit. I don't actually want to win games. <laughs> so if I can get the points off my team, even better. Um, but I'm not letting them go for cheap, right? I'm not just trading a quarterback to trade a quarterback. T-Law is probably a tough one because we've seen him play not good to start the season. So his value is actually kind of taking a hit. But if you want to wait for, uh, you know, that game where the first person on uh, X or Adam comes on here on a recap show and he'd be like, see, I told you, you should never doubt this man. He just went for a 35 or 40 points. Get him a hologram. Yeah. And then that's the point that you, you like, listen, anybody want to Trevor Lawrence, man? You want to give me uh, like three more first? Like, can I get another couple 25 first? Right. You know, we'll yep. go in here. I'm also, too, the, like, the cool thing about it, because you're in a, a little bit of a QB horde here, is you don't have to take a quarterback back, which sets you up for absolutely just bending somebody over a barrel at some point for a position guy and, like, trading way up and out of your range. Like, th- there might be somebody in your league, say Trevor Lawrence has a little bit of a resurgence and a bounce back, and Adam's telling me, uh, I told you so. Because a possibility you could, like, turn that into a Justin Jefferson or you could go down even a little bit further and get another elite-type wide receiver and a future first in 2025 and not take a quarterback back, that would be something I'd be interested in exploring. Uh, running backs are a, a hard pass, a hard fuck no at this point for me. Yeah, I mean, th- this this is one um, – not that many people end up getting this type of a pick hoard, right? And, like, we talk about – you know, quarterback hoarding quite a bit. And it, you can do it, especially in Superflex, because of the scarcity. But people don't look at picks the same way a lot of times. And to the point you're making, like, if, if you have half of the first, right, each year, but you, you know, like, it's, it's almost like if you had half the box of cards, right, 
you know you got studs coming in these packs. But right. someone's trying to come and nickel and dime you for one pack. Like, I'll just keep these, and I know I'm going to unlock a couple of these rare cards. So, um, yeah, I think when you have that type of a hoard, like letting go of them should be coming at a premium because you also know there's when people do come for those picks, that's there's a reason. So I'm I'm with with you very much there, Mike. I'd also say that Trevor Lawrence hasn't really played that poorly. Like he's second in PFS. Uh, quarterback grade. Thank you, man. I do. I knew I needed tipple here. Thank you. He was. He's number one uh, right now in big time throw to turnover worthy play ratio in the league. His receivers are costing him two points of EPA per game, so he's not playing that badly. Um, if you are not watching the QB school uh, over on YouTube, he broke down the thirty-seven to seventeen loss, uh, and it. As my co-host Jacob has said, it is the best 37 to 17 loss that you'll see. He's not playing that badly. So selling now, especially in your position where you're in no hurry to make moves, you've got everything you need to set up. If I'm moving anyone, it's Sam Howell. If you're already going to be locked into other quarterbacks, move Howell, who's balling out, acquire those assets, move Howell and a second or two and try to move up into the, one of the top 30, top 40 dynasty assets and, and sail with your two QBs for now. I wouldn't, the answer for me is don't move anyone. Uh, don't, or uh, don't move Lawrence anyway. Don't, don't be so, uh, and remember again, Caleb, we're not sure he's coming out. So I wouldn't treat that pick. Like it's a locked in Caleb right now. I would say hold fast. That part doesn't ever worry me, man. I remember the same shit for like every quarterback that's come out in the last, you know, how many years, I understand there's the whole NIL thing, and I, like I've seen people throw that out, but the dude made $2.6 million off of NIL this year. He's going to make a fuck ton more when he comes into the league just off a of signing bonus alone. So, like, he's coming out. Push comes to shove. Like, I had this conversation. I don't give a shit if it's the Bears or, you know, a fucking CFL team. You're going to throw $30 million at a dude guaranteed in the first year. He's going, yeah, I'm fucking going to the NFL. I don't care who you are. You can you can come to the CFL. Just keep away from the bombers. Let's go Argos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Caleb Williams, welcome to Toronto. Let's go, man. <laughs> Toronto Argonauts, baby. <laughs> Washington <laughs> Sentinels. We're gonna we're gonna bring the replacements in. Former home of Ricky Williams. Thank you very much. We had superstars in Toronto. <laughs> Just saying. I love it, man. <clears throat> Vince love insanity. It. Um, I. I was trying to look at the settings just again to make sure. Yeah, Noah, this is the other thing. Okay, so I'm going to go back to uh, this part here. So th this is a lineup start nine, and it's half PPR. <laughs> you could big, get back coming to get. You could get back coming to find a top ten quarterback my way. You have you have everything that you really want right now, right? I wouldn't – if you're going to get rid of T-Law, somebody has to really feel it, in my personal opinion. I'm not saying you can't sell him, but I just doubt based on how he's played uh, – for, for the way people think he's played with points per game for four weeks that you're getting, you know, uh, summer T-Law prices. So I'm probably holding. It, in lineup start nine, when I have this type of thing going, the only assets I'll typically hold unless you just completely overpay will be like top ten quarterbacks that are young like him. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, you know, QB Horton's never a bad thing for me. Sam Howe would be the one that I would be moving because that's yeah. a guy that you could look at next year and go, he doesn't actually have a fucking job somewhere. Not that I think Sam Howe's horrible. You know my affinity for him, but it's a fifth-round quarterback who's played bad at times. <laughs> this dude is not guaranteed anything past, you know, next week at this point. So, Boy. Um, we got a uh... – Look at this guy. Boxer look at this dude. Look at this dude. <laughs> I love Corey. He uh, he knows about the uh, walking around in the boxers and then uh, the Belvedere at the South Harmon uh, School of Technology, <laughs> Institute of Technology. I will say, um, you know, I, I like it. this. I, I'm, I'm I'm starting to really like this um, this little routine we got going right now. I won't like it as much Thursday morning, but we never like it Thursday morning. But yeah, you just just keep it coming, man. I'll... <laughs> I'll sit here and drink and um, just be mm-hmm. careful. I get I'll, I could talk when I get drinking, man. So, um, all right, we got just plenty a, of questions just a thing here, on the Jeez. the Caleb Williams thing too. Like, just so you can actually know the numbers, two point six million is what his nil worth is for this year. Like what he got. Bryce Young, the number one pick last year. This goes up yeah. every single year, by the way. Got thirty eight million dollars guaranteed at signing. Like, right. Like, sure. I'm no math expert, but one's more than ten times more. <laughs> well, I, I would, I I would say how early it is, right? They're always saying these are the five teams I want to play. I just find it interesting and why I have a little bit like I believe Sanders maybe more than I believe Caleb because I don't think Sanders is that top two, three quarterback right. in the draft class that, that people do. I think he's right. I think he's coming back. I think it would benefit him to come back. Those first couple of games look a lot different than the last two on tape. So I think it's more believable with him for different reasons. Uh, It's just really early for him to be outright publicly. You hear murmuring, but publicly stating, yeah, I want to play for like the four. I'm going back. That's the only reason it carries a little bit of weight for me. But I think at the end of the day, you're I think at the end of the day, you're going to be right. Yeah. Uh, Where do you gentlemen have Puka in startup right now? Or overall dynasty wide receiver. We we talked we talked about this briefly. There's been enough time to think a little more on it. Man, you know, I I love the question. I love to kind of you you, you don't actually have startups happening, right? But like I, I like the idea of keeping uh, in tune with what they would be. So love the question. What do you guys think? Where where would you put him right now? I think this is this is a polarizing one, but he's going to be high for me. Uh, dynasty wide receiver wise, I'll put him at 14 feels pretty good for me. And I have a hard time moving him to 13, right? Just because of, I mean, we talk about the elite production, right? But you still have that downside. The other guy that I debate back and forth, like who I would rather have in dynasty right now as a wide receiver. If I'm just looking at production is Devonte Adams. And that's a tough one for me to ever jump right until I see Devonte Adams start to fall off. Cause really in reality, the risk for both of them is probably the same, right? Devonte Adams suffers a major injury because of his age. No one gives a shit about him anymore. Puka Nakua, even though he's playing really well, let's say Cooper cup comes back in the next two weeks and, and Puka Nakua all of a sudden is only getting four, four targets a game, you know, for 30, 40 yards. 
because of the draft capital and where he started, all of a sudden people don't give a shit about him either. So like he completely falls off a cliff. The only difference would be Devonte Adams would still have that name cachet, and somebody next year would be talking up like, "Get Devonte Adams coming off this injury, <laughs> right? Look what happened with Keenan Allen last year. Like we we'd still tell her that solves that situation. If Puka has a bad rest of the year with uh with Cooper Cup, like it's done and it's over with. Like it was a Travis Fulgham story, and now no one gives a shit. So I have him 14, at 14 though, still really high. I also have him at 14. However, I have him two spots above Devontae Adams. Uh, and I have him one spot ahead of Brandon Ayuk as well. Uh, the way I see it, the way he's being used, he's Robert Woods in this offense. And mm-hmm. um, lines up outside at 70%. He's in line at 30%. He's playing the Robert Woods role. And Cup is aging, although he's still the GOAT. We'll see what happens with him, but I think that we could see a changing of the guard in two years, maybe. But I think the way he's producing and with this offense, I think he's pretty much locked in at bottom end wide receiver one for the rest of this year for sure, and that's enough to propel him up. Uh, father time comes for everybody. Uh, Devontae Adams is the GOAT, but it does come for everyone. The, the thing that scares me about Puka is if McVeigh leaves. Is... Puka good enough to operate this well in another system. So 14 is why I have to have him there. In my opinion, like he has legitimate wide receiver one alpha numbers right now, draft capital aside. But if McVay is gone, can he survive? So that's why I have him at 14 right now. Uh, And the fact that I know Stafford has found the fountain of youth somehow. I need to find whatever he's on. Yeah, he's got he, he got that puka juice, man. Uh, it's easy to find the fountain of youth when you got that guy all of a sudden. I, I, I'd like between breakfast with cup and the puka juice. I think right. You you not only get a guy you could throw the ball to, like you got your you know your breakfast buddy back. Like mm-hmm. it, that meant a lot for a guy. He doesn't have to. His back isn't feeling so bad anymore. Um, he needs a quarterback. Go and trade for Stafford. Like I don't know how I even just missed that. Hey, let's go get Stafford if you're still watching. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll just say I think, you know, you guys have him at what, uh, 14. I, I would definitely put him ahead of Adams. And, I mean, when I say definitely, like I would I would take him every single time ahead of Adams. However, I'm not going to act like Adams is some some stiff. It, the difference right. for me, though, and, Mike, I, I hear you, right? I, I, I get the point you're making. And I'm not saying there isn't uh, – warrant to having concern with Puka and his lack of draft capital. But I think, okay, if you look at Adams and you typically would use, you would say, all right, it's week five. Devontae Adams is until he is to the point you're making until father time actually calls, you know, Devontae Adams, it's your time. (laughs) That dude can ball. Right. So in the, in the process, you're saying, all right, I'll just take this aging asset until it rides. Like I'll ride till the wheels fall off because there's uncertainty for Puka. And typically the reality for that would be a young guy is that he's not likely to score as much, right? And a lot of times you lean into the the age because you got this this young buck who's going to be up and down. But here's the thing for me. Now, listen, I will tell you that I was not out there banging the drum for Puka Nakua. That was not – I drafted him in best ball quite a bit because at that point it's like, you know, I'd heard the name enough, and he was hanging around. And uh, 
fourth and fifth round in our startups. I mean, Mike got him a couple times for free. He didn't even get drafted. So, but at the same time, I, there are times I will shift my process and my, and I think you have to do it sometimes quick because, all right, yeah, we could look back. Ask yourself this. We could look back and say, oh, yeah, he fell off a cliff. He, he it, was a, it was a great story. And I, I saw this in the chat. We got a super chat to get to, but I just want to put this this up there. This Puka fall off is about to be legendary. Can't wait to watch from afar. And the reason that's true, Slashy, is because what he's done so far is legendary. The only reason the fall off could be legendary is because he got himself up there in four weeks. So mm-hmm. I'm going to put him at 12. And uh, I'll take the chance of him falling off the mountaintop because he got up there pretty quick, man. And the thing is outside of week three, like he's looked very much the part, you know, I, I'm very hesitant week one. I'm I'm still hesitant week two, week three. I'm kind of like, man, if this is a down week for Puka, like telling myself it, maybe it's not right. But if this is a down week and it sure as shit, it was, I don't know, man. I I, I think there's, there's exceptions to the rule and he's going to be that for me. So, Remember when St. Brown was supposed to suffer a downfall every week since week seven of his rookie year? Yep. We could be looking at a similar scenario, but I think you're right in that his downfall is going to look worse because he's hit record numbers. Yeah, so right. coming back down to yep. having six for 81 in any week is going to be like, he's trash. Not really. He's he's right. average. He, he is uh, going to be graded and judged very harshly because you also have people that don't want to buy in. I, I, I It's it's going to be an interesting one, man, with Puka's story for so, his career. Let me, let me just throw this out there, too, because we use this shit all the time. Like, I've yeah. heard this a billion times, and, you know, I kind of bought into it, but I was curious. You know, this whole – he's going to have the Robert Woods role, right? That's the hot phrase, right? He's Robert Woods, right? What was Robert Woods' role with Cooper Cup in 2021 with Matt Stafford before he got hurt? Like, just looking at it, right? In Robert Wood's game log during that time, like, he had some good games. If you look at fantasy points, he had some touchdowns. I'm not going to deny that. But he was basically a back-end wide receiver, too. But he also had games where he's 3 for 33, you know, 2 for 31, 3 for 35. This is all up through week 9 until he got hurt and then missed the rest of the season. Meanwhile, Cooper Cup is breaking fantasy at this point and continue to break fantasy for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I looked at it from a war perspective, Adam, just to kind of see where this Robert Woods with Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup role would be. It's back end wide receiver too. Like it's fine. I'm not saying like he's he's trash by any stretch of the imagination, but if we're gonna look at this from like a war perspective, we got a guy that's pushing as a dynasty wide receiver one all the time, like right now where he's at. I'm saying there's some reasonable risk of him falling off from a, a standpoint. And if we want to just lock him into this Robert Woods with Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, like if we say like this is the this is the floor or you know this is a realistic outcome, at that time, man, in twenty twenty one, from a war perspective, man, he's in the flattest of flat tiers. Like that graph looks absolutely ridiculous. So that would be a guy where if people want to pay me dynasty wide receiver one prices, by all means, I'd be stupid if I wouldn't accept. Like like I de risk myself entirely. Here you go. You have them. You take them. And then I'll just go bet on different assets, right? If you if we want to debate Devontae Adams or Puka Nakua for your contenders, you're going to give me Adams and any kind of a plus by all means. Like, no. you take Nakua, sure. you assume all the risk, and I'll just fucking ride this thing out as long as I got it. There won't be a plus. They're in the same tier for me. I'll just – every time if it was a startup, I would take – I would lean Puka. Um, there's no plus coming. I don't <laughs> – 
I now if you could do that, I don't think anyone would have a debate. It, I, even if the plus is kind of minu- minuscule, uh, second or third or something, you know, why not? I mean, um, in that 2021 season, Robert Woods did average uh, 15.2 points per game, which I think is important to note. If Pukunakua comes down and his mid-tier range is 15.2 points per game with a 27-point-per-game um, upside, that's well, because, not right, I, I think I think, it, I think it's very fair to the point you just made at the end where if we're going to talk about what Robert Woods was, like when has Robert Woods ever looked like Pukunakua? Right. Yeah, and, and, and just so – the way I look at Puka and this one and two situation in LA is kind of how I look at Jamar Chase and T Higgins where T Higgins gets the, I'm a wide receiver one bump and he gets pushed way up rankings for how good he is. I think that situation can land true as well with Puka. You know, he, he was a late round rookie pick, which is why it's hard to see it that way. But there is a world in my eyes, where we look at him like T. Higgins right now. And I think that can exist. I think you can have two wide receiver ones in Dynasty in one offense. And Cup's already falling out of that wide receiver one tier all over the place. So I think there's an opportunity that may be there that hasn't been there in the past. So I I understand your, your hesitation, yep. but I see a, a clear path to him getting there. He's still outside of wide receiver one for me, but I think there's a path that exists. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're when we're talking, you know, a couple spots really here, right? Like we're mm-hmm. we're not way Big off spot. base with with yeah. I mean, the the, the last point I'll make, I, I want I know Mike probably has a couple here, and we got super chat. So let me, here, let me give the sounder, man. Appreciate you guys throwing the super. Last point I'll make too is uh, with the Devonte Adams thing. I mean, we want to talk about Father Time. Unpopular opinion. We don't want to talk about this, but you know, he's got soft tissue injuries. He went on IR. Are, are we sure Cooper Cup's going to come back and be Cooper Cup and stay healthy the whole rest of the year? I don't. I don't know. We weren't sure that Keenan Allen still had it in him, and yet here we are. Keenan so. Allen forever disrespected. I'll have none of it either. He is. And if you want to, you want to talk about fucking hamstrings. That's the king of hamstrings, right there. Yeah, they're still firing, baby. I'll well, it's because they find a trainer that stabs people in the heart with needles. Um, it's really rejuvenated Keenan Allen's career. <laughs> I tell you, what, it would be nice too when if you had like Cooper, fear. if you had Cooper <laughs> Cup over there, like demanding all the attention, and you and you had this going off when it's like these teams are out there knowing like Puka's going to get all the work, and he's still out there scoring the game-winning touchdown. Imagine hating on this dude. <laughs> Wild shit, man. Wild shit to me. Take lock. It's real. He's good. He is good. I'm That's just, he's good. The only point I got is. We talk about selling near peak, and this dude is fucking near his peak. So. You're almost two first territory. Now, like, to that point, yeah. People, I don't people, sell. You're 24, 25, 1 territory, and yeah, jump, um, that's jumping the shark. Sell. That's great Batman jumping the shark right there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, well, if you're getting two first for Puka Nakua, I, I, I made that same argument. Like, there's, I wouldn't pay it, and shit, man. I, there's there's only a handful of receivers I'm not probably taking two first for in a principal play. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the it's it's like the it's the same thing as take lock too. Like when you just can't let players go because you you love them because of their youth or whatever. Like they start reaching those territories, you just move off of them. Well, that's the right play. Well, Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson's fucking amazing, man. But if you're gonna give me three first plus for a rich, you can have them everywhere. You know, C.J. Stroud's awesome. Same thing. You give me three firsts for C.J. Stroud, he's yours. Like, sure. what are we talking about? I mean, well, 
I don't know, uh, other than like all those guys can act, they are actually scoring points as they're young, but I mean, yeah, there's absolutely a sell point, um, for, you know, liquid draft capital like that. But, you know, he's, I, I never envisioned being a, a homer or a guy that was really in on Puka, but it's hard to argue with what he's done. And now to the point he's, he's likely coming to back to reality at some point, but what does that look like? None of us really know. Mm. Um, okay, Super Chats, man. Super Chats, Noah. What about Amon Rana 25 first for T-Law? Is that cheap? Yeah, it's still pass. He needs something else. Well, can, can I talk about this? The weird part about it, right? This goes back to the the leveraging. So you already have, I think, I have to go back and look. You have six first and 25 or five, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, you get some more. The only way I'm doing this, there's only one way I'm taking this trade, is if I'm looking at my little treasure trove and I'm saying, yeah, this might be the one that I don't have, like one of the ones that is worth betting on. Because if that's not the case, no, man. I, I got to wait on it a little longer, which that's fine, but I'm getting off of T-Law. And I love Amon Ra, but it's a half PPR, lineup start nine, I'm good. You also got to think about, too, like you're at the point, too, where – Draft picks are kind of devalued, so people, when they send them, they're they're devaluing in themselves. You have the treasure trove, so when it comes time for you to start cashing these in for guys like Amon Ra, you know Amon Ra might only cost at the you know the time that you want to buy them or start to make a push in at the time. Like he might cost two of them, you know, where people look at them when they're at their absolute peak. Yeah. So maybe it's not the twenty five, but maybe a couple of those mid to late twenty four firsts that you're holding, and you're like, I could really use a receiver like Amon Ra. Yeah, that's when you're selling your assets at the absolute peak. Like, if I'm taking Amon Ra back at this point, now I inherit any risk with Amon Ra. I don't inherit a whole lot of risk with a quarterback like Tila. Even though, like I said, I acknowledge I don't. Me personally, I don't think he's been playing well. And from a fantasy scoring point standpoint, he hasn't been playing well. Yep. Like I, I'm just going to hold on to the positional leverage at the quarterback unless you really blow me away. If, if he said. Amon Ra in a potentially like one of those early 24 first, you know, like th- this guy is one of the ones that I don't own and he also could be early. Shit, I'll make the bet against him then. I'll take the receiver in the early 24 first because I might turn that into whoever the hell QB3 is in the class. And now I'm looking at Amon Ra and Michael Penix if that's a dude or whoever the hell that may be. Bo Nix if you're a Bo Nix guy, which is. Eric would probably be vomiting right now just by the uh, the mention of the the name Bo Nix. <laughs> what is uh you know what does Thomas say about this? Bo Nix is so twenty twenty one. This is twenty twenty one. Bo Nix is fetch, and we need to stop making fetch happen. Uh, oh because- man. That, Not was you a, that was a quote from he's Mike. Co- he's covered. He's covered right off of a fucking Mead Girls Day. I love it. Dang, nice. Yeah, you can't sit with us. Um. <laughs> It's still, it's still too cheap. It's it's still too cheap. Uh, if anything, guys, I'm surprised we're not all wearing pink. It's Wednesday. Uh, I'm the only one, man. Come on. I know. Jeez. I know. I'm sorry. I went teal to drown my sadness. Um, like chartreuse. Yeah. No, it's it's too uh, it's too cheap. Amon Ra is goaded. He's great, but that 25-1, it doesn't really sink much. And remember, if you're giving somebody an elite quarterback asset you're devaluing the 25-1 so unless they have a a, a roster that's high fragility which is really hard to do start nine mm-hmm. uh it's it's gonna be a no for me dog and 
I'm going to keep it that way. Again, don't panic on Trevor Lawrence. Sell Howell. You'll be much. You'll feel much better about potentially having three quarterbacks when you don't see Sam Howell on your roster. Yeah, see if you could talk him into selling Howell for that twenty-five first. I mean, <laughs> that's actually a a really good point too. Um, you know, when you are trading away a stud, and if you think about the format, right? That's that's one of the things that can really typically propel you. You get a, a stud like that at Superflex. I mean. There's definitely times I'll bet against teams. They're just built poorly, but that's a great point. They could help him stay afloat and out of the early range of picks, and then you really kind of gifted him T-Law. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Corey's back, man. I'll tell you what, dude. Corey, I don't know, man. I think I think he's waiting until Mike says he's the valedictorian again because, uh, you know, he, he feels disrespected. He got it taken away. Must be. Must be. It's probably all them ones I gave him on Thursday night. Oh. Waffles, pancakes, or French toast. Oh, All at the top of the form. Which one are you taking? Mm. It's waffle. Can't have you can't have chicken and pancakes. Mm. Can't have chicken and French toast. It's chicken and waffles, baby. Let's go. I mean, technically, right? Crepes are French pancakes. So just yeah. say they're really thin pancakes. <laughs> I'm going with pancakes. Then. Just crepes I, are amazing. Nah, I'm not gonna say. You gotta break my arm. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man um this waffle you can't just donkey like that it's waffles you know my favorite you know my favorite waffle is lego (laughs) lego my ego (laughs) michael come mike mike might come off these dynasty people he ain't coming off that lego lego my ego man um I would say more often than not, I'll, I'll lean the waffles. There are some times, though, where I'm like, man, French toast is is right up there. But I, if you told me, like, I got to pick one, um, which I'm which one I'm taking on top of my – French toast for me is a little more like I got to be a little more in the mood. Like, I'll eat waffles for dinner, you know? Like, man. man, waffles dead last for me. Really? I love waffles, man. Well, if we're, talking, if we're talking dead egos, like, you know, if, if you just – you know, the frozen ones – you. You get a good right. waffle. Good, no. That's good stuff. Man. Not even like a fresh one. Just too much dough. Good pass. I mean, how can? Well, I guess. Give me really thin pancakes. <laughs> so you got pancakes one, French toast two, waffles three. You're damn right. I'm yeah, peppy I go. Bitch. I like this man. <laughs> this could be a, this could be a good trade show, man. We got a uh, we got animosity brewing. You know, we got the puka stuff. Peppy we got. Bitch. We got the you know crepes and waffles. Love how it. do you hate waffles? How do you hate like he hates the underdog story? He hates waffles. Hate like crepes. what? Thomas, I, do you, do you see now? Like crepes are sometimes I just need somebody to see what I see. You know, like Have I don't you had chicken waffles. Uh, that's got to be my first. Boom! It's a great yeah. question. Now, have you ever had them together? Self, Y'all yes. see that TikTok out there? Like Rascal, no, son. made together. Okay. You yeah. still hate waffles? I don't know what to tell you. We used to go to the Waffle House all the time after basketball games. Come on. Like, stop this. Okay? Jeez. Pancakes number one, French toast two, waffles three. I mean, Mike's told you for a long time. He's basic and he knows it. Hey, so I'm I will not take fight you. all of those. I will take all those over an omelet. Omelets are fucking trash. I do like. I'll say this. Can, <laughs> can I say this, though, Thomas? Before you Thomas. go and just leave, and I wouldn't blame you, I like when we argue about this. Like it's too much dough with with waffles. These are all fucking dough. They I ate disagree. All right, like they disagree. 
Okay, they're gonna move the B cups after I Listen. go pound four waffles in the kitchen right away. I don't think this has ever happened where we're behind on super chats because we just keep going into every single one. No, you're good. You're good. I'm just like laughing it's my just, ass off. It's just it's this riveting conversation about waffles, pancakes, or fresh toast. Listen, this and is why you come to AMA, man. This is. Listen, Nana would be rolling in her fucking grave right now if I didn't put crepes at number one. Mm. All right. Family now, if you, if you tell me the pancakes don't count, like I can't have crepes in the category, then fucking pancakes go to dead last. They're dog shit. Mm. Ugh, a thick, ugh, a dry pancake. Get out of here. But give That's me that French toast with the powdered sugar, and you get a little bit of fruit on top. You know, maybe a little strawberry jam ish. Let's fucking roll. <clears throat> I, I have something um, that I'm going to ask y'all because uh, you know it, everybody asks us questions. Like I'm going to ask somebody in here. To to really dig deep, come to the expo, and and show Mike how a fucking waffle's made because this this is this is erroneous, er- erroneous on all accounts. Pass. Pass. I wouldn't let us waffles. I mean, come. I feel bad. Pass. I feel bad, man. This he does this shit with people. You know, it's not like pass. All right. Uh, Devin Stalls, appreciate the super chat. New to Dynasty best ball. Oh. You're in the right place, buddy. We got you. Got you covered. Um, Any advice on win now trade strats? So, Devin, here's the perfect thing. I just got done recording America's Game with Eric. We talked about what to do as, uh, you know, some of those teams. We started out sad about, you know, you're one and three, you're you're 0 and (laughs) 4. Like, what to do there. But we also talked about these teams where you're doing pretty well and you want to uh, really push in for the win now. So, I kind of summarize it here, but the one thing, especially in dynasty best ball you can do. And a lot of people I see make the mistake is like, I'm more willing to push my first in on a dynasty best ball because my roster is constructed correctly. Like in my risk isn't as much as in a lineup league where there's so much damn variance. But one of the things that people always forget, instead of going and buying that one asset with that first, right? Like going and buying a Brandon Ayuk with the first Adam, like that'd be one where, yeah, Brandon Ayuk for a first in Dynasty Best Ball. For sure, you take Brandon Ayuk. Instead of doing that, go buy three receivers that are a little bit lower than Brandon Ayuk. Like, go down a tier and buy three of those guys because it's a best ball league and stack the piss out of really good, solid depth. I, I go. Uh, you got any uh, thoughts, Thomas? Yeah, I was just going to say the way I look at this all the time is don't pay future first for future wide receiver production. Like, I like, don't get this production now. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. Or future wide receiver or future <clears throat> running back production is how I like to equate trading my picks in any format. I mean, it's not often I'm just willy nilly going to toss my my picks around in the first place, but they absolutely nailed this on the head. You can find cheaper options that will look. Tyler Lockett has been a perpetual don't roster for years. And he's making JSN a sell for people in Dynasty. He's relegating into the Shadow Realm right now. And it's it's possible that there are options for you. Don't I'm just I'll just say again, don't spend future draft capital on future wide receiver production. I think that's a pretty damn good um I, I like the way it's worded and I like I like the the validity of it. But I, I'll say this because um Devin, this is something we talk about at length. I will, I'm going to give one, I, as a whole, typically, most leagues I look at, Mike and I, 
you could go back and listen to our other stuff if you don't believe us. It's all we talk about is tearing down and acquiring depth. The one thing I will say, Mike, and, and I don't know if you've seen some of this, uh, you know, DM questions, people. Mike, I, I've seen a lot lately where th- there is a caveat to this, and it's strictly this, and that is I think everybody needs to be very uh, mindful of how many roster spots there are. Because, like, yeah. Mike, we, everything we do, like, we make, if Mike's making a league, there's at least 35 in those things, right? Yeah. You talk yep. about 35 spots that can go in and out of a start nine to fucking 15, okay? There, you cannot have enough depth. Now, Mike, I saw a start 23 and a start 24 where they're uh, starting. Roster, roster, yeah, roster sp- I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm tripping. <laughs> roster 23 uh, and 24. Right. With eleven and twelve starters, and I'm th- I'm looking and like, I just initially saw some of the players, and I see the ro- I see the record, and I'm like, this is odd. I, now I've I've been in a situation in best ball where sometimes you don't have enough hammers at the top, and you just have a bunch of middling production, right? And they're just not popping. But that's a different scenario because now when you have twenty three or twenty four roster spots, you 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 talk about having absolutely. Like you have to watch every player like a hawk at the bottom of your bench because that there's that's where your edge is yeah. is having more more than people and if you take a three for one for example and that like that would not be the best way to do it so understand that tearing down by and large in best ball is the absolute way to go in dynasty best ball just make sure you're paying attention to either to how many roster spots you have because that would be the one caveat to this otherwise tear down until you just land so many players that they can't they can't see anymore. Right, if we're talking just like the average of like 30, which is pretty reasonable for a lot of people. You know, I mentioned Brandon A.U. Keep trade cuts, got him at like wide receiver 13, which you can argue back and forth, but I think it's a reasonable range. Yep. If that's like if that's like the level of player that cost a first, I can literally give you options in the 70s, the, the 50s. Like if that was a piece and I had to spend a first on for multiple of those kind of guys, I'm doing all the time. Like Cortland Sutton's wide receiver 55, throw him in. You talked about Tyler Lockett Thomas. Like that's a fucking auto one that I would put in. Uh, you got other guys in this range like, oh, I was just like, like a Josh Palmer type. Like that's a dude you would throw into a deal. Adam Thielen is old yeah. man, just river mm-hmm. wide receiver 66. Like that's what I mean. You don't have to shoot for that top upside in best ball as much. To your point, Adam, as long as your total bench spots can hold it, right? If you're yep. – 20 bench spots, 25 bench spots. You got to really start looking at the bottom of your roster and be like, can I afford, or these guys I'm getting in the trade or this down tier that I'm doing, can I actually afford to roster these guys compared to what I already have? Because you shouldn't be carrying a lot of backup quarterbacks or these any RBs on a 53. Like everybody in those shorter benches needs to be able to score points on a weekly basis consistently. And if they can't, they don't fucking deserve to be on your team. Yep, and and uh, the lowest I've played in is twenty five. Mike, uh, Mike's in the league, and yeah, th- that it. that was the first experience, Mike, where I'm like, man, like every week it's, it's uncomfortable because you're having yeah. a discussion. Do I got to cut this guy that you think has dynasty value because you don't have there's spots? <laughs> you know, you're not going to get points from this guy, and you can't afford to hold it, especially when bye weeks hit. So, um, Thomas, any any thoughts from you? No, I think I think you guys absolutely crushed us. I don't think I can expand on it much more. You're right on the short benches where you're you need to be maximizing your potential for playability. Yep. Uh and I think your bench needs to worry. So in a short bench, I typically worry about less 
accruing value in dynasty on a short bench more than I am playability. Uh, whereas in my starting lineup, I want to have playability and value accruing through time. So I, I think I think you guys nailed it. Along with the the not paying up for future production, you need to actually pay for current production and opportunity <laughs> while not losing your dynasty value. Otherwise, you might be going in, but that going in shortens your total window. And I think that's negative EV right there, if, it, if there ever was one. Big time, big time. And I think you know when you have the longer benches, right? You can afford to have a couple of these guys that you you know hold out this dynasty long term play for. You know, as long as you're keeping it to a minimum, right? One or two, probably. You get to 23, 24, 25. You, you keep those every single week, to your point. Negative EV. Great great call. I like the way you worded that. Um, All right. I tell you what. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, this is not Danny. Because uh, <laughs> Danny, Danny definitely does not have his doctorate degree right now. And uh, Dr. Dimes, we appreciate the super chat. 12 man super flex start nine dj love russ move russ for 25 uh first and a third can get dobbs uh for 25 second middle of the pack i'm waiting for Brees and chase to boom y'all the best okay mm. this one's interesting yeah let me just look at this from a war perspective here by the I, way I, koopa was talking really good about waffles uh, koopa get, get him hip to the warp on waffles man the, the dog shit. <laughs> I, I would do this. But I also wouldn't go and pay a second for Dobbs as well. If you're if you're in the middle of the pack and you're hoping and waiting, you have an opportunity to jump off a a fumbling asset that looks like he's standing on a cliff. He's tightrope walking across the Grand Canyon, yep. waiting for a strong breeze to come and knock him over. Uh, get out now. You still have. I mean, your quarterbacks are shaky anyway. I don't think Love is starting in a couple of years. I think Daniel Jones is going to go to jail for a Jimmy Hoffa-esque robbery uh, of the Giants. But at that point, if you're middle of the road, sell it out now and hope those two can turn it around and you're securing. Again, you're not really hurting your chance to win now, but you're definitely uh, gaining value. But don't don't trade for Dobbs in this case. Play like a receiver in your super flex spot. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't do the Dobbs part um, at all. Just in a, a true warp, right? If I look at a start 10 league, which I don't have a start 9 to look at, but start 10 is pretty goddamn close. Russ is a, he, he's getting you about 0.4 wins over a replacement player, right? And he's a top six quarterback. Like, think about that. He's actually QB6. Russ is actually playing pretty well. Dobbs himself, I, I can also say this is playing well himself, but he's about 0.27 wins. So Russ is almost doubling him up so far through four weeks. I can definitely say, at least for long-term security, you probably have more faith in Russ. And I don't think, if this was like a 24 first and a third, I think possibly that would be the situation where you could go, I can make like this this tear down and just upgrade and then bet against this guy's first, blah, blah, blah. But the fact it's a 25 and it's two years out makes me think I'm just going to stick with Russ, who's doubling up Josh Dobbs at this point and actually has more security. So... I would, um, Dr. Adams, if you want to put the format in, it, it's probably not going to lean uh, much for me, but I, I would like to know it. Um, I'll say this. Like, you have a super flex league, right? So right now you have three quarterbacks, okay? And going into it, going into it, what's that? 
You should be trading one of them, right? You want to trade the third one. Well, and okay, so when you go into this league this year, I mean, I, I don't know what you were thinking. You probably though were thinking that you know, you know, DJ or whatever you want to call it, like is going to be doing something. And I, I don't know, man. I, I think for me, like Russ is one of the guys that you want to have actually playing on this team because you take Russ out of this, right? You got probably up and down weeks from Love. Now, so now, and then the craziest part to me is this, Mike. You would go from like this is why I put him on as a buy. I might, do, I might just go back to the well. Like, think about what you're doing here. You're go, you're getting, you're going from Russ to Dobbs to not even really net a first. Yeah, yeah, can't do it, man. Yeah, that's a that's kind of a pass for me. I don't mind the Dobbs thing, like, but this would be like where if I could sell Daniel Jones for that 25 first and then buy into Dobbs as my third quarterback for the second, that'd be where I go, nah, fuck it. This dude's playing like trash anyways. Like, let me just get something. It's my third quarterback. I'm starting Jordan Love. I'm starting Russell Wilson every single week. And Russ is actually playing at a level that's way above replacement. Like, he's actually a bonus to you if you're starting him. That's not really somebody I want to move off of, especially for such a low price. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about another thief too, right? Um, big contract and I, Russell Wilson's gonna play. He, he's not. I feel like people are acting like he's literally going to be done at the end of the year. I don't. I don't understand the degree of the hate. I understand not liking Russell Wilson and all this stuff, but he's a perfect patch quarterback price that's giving you far more than that. So I, 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 I don't think I'm the Broncos. The Broncos' problems and struggles this year aren't related to Russell Wilson and his play. Well, that? yeah, I mean, there's he would have to go back to the old God Seattle days to even have a He'd have to go back to there. Nathaniel Hackett, Russ. There you go. Imagine that. that, you know, that. No, nobody nobody wants to see that, man. <laughs> Imagine that, that Zach Wilson struggled with a Nathaniel Hackett called offense. Who would have guessed? Shocker. Appreciate that super chat. Um, Sammy, 10-team super flex uh, start 12. Rebuilding, I have Burrow, Tua, Anthony Richardson and Stafford. Sheesh. Send A Rich for Amon Ron Higgins. I think ten, I think ten team I would do it, man. No. I tried to move either Burrow or Tua first, but definitely move Stafford. Well, I mean, here's the thing: a ten team, like. Dude, yeah, you should definitely move Stafford. I think Stafford in a 10-team league isn't going to have much value. If you can move him, fucking move him. Now, A. Rich in a 10-team still is absolutely, a, you know, could be a difference maker. But, man, Amon Ra is a difference maker. And I guess I guess here's the question. Like, what do we think about C. Higgins moving forward? Because to, you know, your point, I don't know that – I, I kind of want to defend him. But at the same time, I don't know the production is going to really pick back up this season either. So – He's kind of the piece that makes me a little iffy, but in 10 team, I want to get a bunch of these top 20 receivers in a, a hammer league, you know? I just think there's other ways to do it. I don't think moving a guy who is already creeping at the 112 of a 12 team startup, I don't think moving off of him after four games of just nothing but pure QB1 production in that offense with Taylor coming back, moving off him now, I think would be not the right move when you have the other two guys. I'd be way more comfortable moving to a, I, I don't want, I, I say this because I don't want the pylon quarterbacks as much as I want the Konami. Mm -hmm. And 
the Exodia type quarterbacks are the players that I want to bet on, especially come year two. Like we have a legitimate Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurt situation here with with A Rich. I wouldn't want to move off him yet. <clears throat> if you're rebuilding. I don't think if you're rebuilding, you you should have a reason to be moving A Rich. I think there. I think that, it's too. That's the uh, case. That, that's the case. Is it, it in a rebuild? You don't have to do it yet. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I will I will say though is I, there is a big difference for this. If this is a twelve team, I'm telling you to completely fuck off. In a ten team league, you have Tua, A Rich, and Burrow, and the reality is like, I guess to your point, A Rich probably will command the most because he's got the rushing upside, and you think he could be a difference maker. But I I'm looking to get off of one of these three quarterbacks, honestly, in a ten team, much more so than I am in a twelve team league. So that's the biggest difference for me. Yeah, like Tua and A. Rich are basically the same as far as what they're producing for you this year, just on an A. War perspective. So, and we we know Burrow's bad, and Stafford's like old and probably doesn't carry any kind of weight to get you anything close to like an Amara or Higgins. Uh, Amara himself, just looking at Warp though, shit, he out he's outperforming A. Rich, and he's definitely outperforming Tua. So, I think I'm kind of with you, Adam. I'm gonna flip on this one. I think if I could get two of these guys for one of these quarterbacks in the 10 team, even if it is Anthony Richardson, that may be the guy who's most appealing to some people. And that's a move I make. And then I just roll out, you know, to a Stafford, Burrow, whoever the fuck I need to as my, my one and two quarterback. Yeah. Oh, no. I have Joe Burrow and two as my starters. Oh, wow. <laughs> How will <laughs> I ever get by? <laughs> Especially in a rebuild when I can afford to sit right. on Burrow. Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, and we, holy crap, man. You know, they say time, time flies when you're having fun. It's been a long day. I'm, I didn't even realize we're almost at an hour and a half. We are just cruising on this thing. This is awesome. Yep. Uh, all right. What do you think? Uh, a couple more and then we'll go. Yeah. Do a couple right. more here. All and right, we'll and get... as a wild Nate Liss appears in chat, imagine that. Hey, that oh my goodness. <laughs> if it isn't the spotlight himself. Hey man, what if y'all haven't listened to that, y'all got to go check that out. It was, uh, good time. I, I love that episode, man. Love that episode. I mean, come come for the Nate list, stay for the Nate list bars. <laughs> That's the best way for me to describe it. I love in the opening when you know, four of them. Four. I love in the opening when Nate's like, you know, uh, I figured I'd be more, I'd be earlier than the seventh guy. You know, I'm like, Mike said, well, listen, I I would have had you all seven times, but that's not really my call. Yeah, not all fair right. to everybody else. Let's see. Let's go with this one here. Uh. Oh, this isn't a question, but I'll put it on the screen. The two best ball leagues I joined this offseason started 4-0 thanks to the roster construction series. Appreciate it, guys. Listen, happy, ha- happy to hear it. Um, Those are it, about the only leagues I'm having success in, right? Those are the best ball contenders because these lineup leagues are getting my fucking teeth kicked in left and right. T- speaking back to that that same show you guys had, it's, uh, it's nice to hear when you help somebody because, boy, do I hear when I don't. Um, so appreciate <laughs> only that. Only hear the too. negatives, right? Yeah, all right, let's see. Okay, here, here's one. Off the building, not doing enough fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, 12-team, um, I think that's at start 10, but I think that's Superflex, start 10, PPR. This trade just happens. Uh, contender sent JMO Dotson in an early 24 first. Rebuild, rebuilder sent Ayuk. He got his pick back lineup league. Trash. What? This has okay. to be a non, non-Superflex. Um Holy, I, I don't care what it is. This is crazy. That's bad. An early 24? Like, 
see, we, I could talk about 10 team and format and then like, it, I don't, I don't care what an early 24 first, what format don't you like an early 24 first then? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and I want to see the difference, right? Like, so I, I generally don't subscribe to the, my pick is going to be early yeah. type type stuff because we don't know we're we're like a get burnt toe. doing that man Tubs, mm-hmm. a sub toe and someone holding in a sneeze away from your team like crumbling so i but if you're getting your own pickback and you know your team is bad yeah it's early and it makes trades like this hilariously awful this is bad <laughs> you're getting i'm not even high on jameson williams like i i Xed or tweeted, whatever. It sounds like an amateur porn site now, but I, (laughs) the artist formerly known as Twitter, I tweeted that he's been a buy for me as his price has gone down to ship him away when he's beginning to play is, is also a bad move. That's hilarious. And then for Ayuk, who's been good, but (sighs) Brandon Ayuk's always weird because like his market is so odd. Like, I have been a IU stand for longer than I care to admit, right? Yeah. Finally, it feels good to say that because there was a time when it didn't. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I'm not even – like I'm literally laughing at you, you know, sending you an awful counterback <laughs> to let you know how different I am on an early 24 first than Ayuk. Then, then, like, remove format at all. Okay, I probably would lean Ayuk over Dotson, but I'm not talking by, by leaps and bounds here. Talk about a, a way to never leverage the fact that you hold a rebuilder's 24 first. Like, how to just absolutely let them get out for the bare minimum. You just say the dynasty value. Like, you, oh. you fed that rebuild up two years at least. Like, I've been nice, but even, like, my nicest trades on giving people back their first, you know, just because I felt so bad for them and because I wanted to win that bad, were, like, murder compared to what this guy got back <laughs> i will say even even in this scenario i i i'm literally thinking like i'm it's racking my brain i'm literally thinking like what the hell could possibly have this guy been telling himself right so i play in some leagues and i'm sure you guys all play in leagues where the, your mind there, there are players in dynasty that either they just do this for forever or it takes some years to come around to the fact of like all right you can't just lean into contending so, like, sometimes those people, they're not even considering that this is an early first that you're trying to get back. They might be thinking, like, ah, it's just a first. I, I really want Ayuk. And that's the one thing I'm telling myself. But, boy, you talk about lack of self-awareness. That's just crazy. That's the only yeah. way I could see it even being a discussion. What they got, like, that that blackmail, you know? Blackmail. Like, <laughs> they got that something. They got that dirt on them. Right. They got Don't the let me expose you. Sean Payton dirt. Yeah. yeah this this is that. where like everyone you know, knows I'm, about it. No one talks about it. I'm I'm one of the guys that's like I see bad trades happen all the time in my leagues. But this is one of those where you're gonna get people riled up, man. This is one of those where it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Hmm, someone might pay three first for Ayuk. We talk about paying two for Puka. Uh, pass. Pass <laughs> on this one, man. All right. Last question. Last question. We'll get too slashy here. Nico, Ford, Warren, Josh Palmer, 24 first, third, and 225 seconds for CD. I don't know how big One the league quarterback. is. 
Yeah. So how many? How many? How many people are we? Um, is that uh, half of your starting lineup? What is happening? I, I, I would hope in a one QB, especially if this is like how I feel some of these questions go, where it's like an eight team league. I would hope to God that's not half your starting lineup because well, you got one starter. The the thing is too, I, I'm curious. I'm actually really curious now, Slash, because. I don't play in the one quarterback thing, but I play in a couple shallow lineup leagues where it's so it's start like nine, right? And then there's mm-hmm. twenty four bench spots. So it is a market that is just forcing this up tier. And I think right, right when you really look at this, now the two twenty five seconds I think are surprisingly just thrown in for like they're nothing but just like, one twenty five. Oh, 25 seconds sorry okay i'm reading that uh reading that ass backwards even still it's getting thrown in there like but what point is okay what would you go in this type of a format one quarterback i mean you're talking about cd is a top five asset. 10 teams start nine there's oh, your form so there you go I, I i'll be honest with you this is one of those where the context is everything because if you saw this on x let's go let's go do the x thing again right and someone's thinking 12-team start 12 best ball. They're like, what are you doing? This is crazy. In a lot yeah. of formats, they're saying this is just too much. But you get to one quarterback, 10-team. 10-team, start you can have You, you can have stuff. all my Jalen Warren, Josh Palmer. And if yeah. you're the 24 first, I'll, I'll still sell it for CD. Because in one quarterback, too, it's it, I don't know. It, it's hard to get my mind wrapped around because I don't play in that format. But like CD Lamb is essentially – you know, we're talking about not selling Trevor Lawrence. Like that's what CD Lamb is in that format. You know, well, like, just just in this format, so I can say it. Like this format, the only thing he's given up that's worth a shit, like going back, which I would even remotely care about, is Nico Collins. Right. So, former roster clogger, it, uh, you know, considered wrongly. Like the these late first in one QB league, like you can have them. Sure, good luck to you. Even if you do hit on like somebody who's a value, uh, most times they're not even startable in a 10-team start nine. <laughs> like they, they don't make the threshold where you don't have to ask lineup decisions because you just have absolute units at the top that you would never bench mm-hmm. unless they were injured or on a bye week. So the Nico part, you're like, mm, okay, that stinks a little bit, but you look at the rest of it, Jalen Warren don't give a shit. The, <laughs> the, the Josh Palmer should never be making your starting lineup in a 10-team start nine, one QB league. Slashy says 10-team start nine, LL, you guys would hate this league. Slashy, here's the thing. I will I will always love this league from afar because I'll never even get considered. Well, yeah, you, you lost me at one QB. You lost yeah. me at 10-team. You lost me at start nine. <laughs> you, you didn't lose me at start nine, but I'm I'm already one foot out the hey. door. You, you got to do the doorknob close. You got to get me in pretty quick after Thomas, start nine. Thomas is the baseball fan, but if I'm not mistaken, that's three strikes and you're sitting on the bench, ain't you? Like, back to <laughs> the dugout, son. Yeah. <laughs> You lost me at one QB, but you had me at hello. <laughs> he never had me at hello. <laughs> Ouch. All right. Fair. Now, as much as I love Nico and how I have him, I think I have Nico. He's crept up to like one spot behind Addison. He's above like the Terry McLaurin tier. He was a, mm-hmm. a favorite all, uh, all off season and a favorite on best ball breakdown over at fantasy points. And let's go. I would plug, let's do it. I actually, uh, I was going to say, listen, perfect time. Go plug away. Uh, make sure you guys are checking out fantasy points. Um, so so plug everything you got going on over there. So listen, I, it is when you go, 
an hour and a half and I literally didn't think it was the case. I that we, we I had a ball, man. This was fun. Appreciate you hopping on. Um, you know, especially waiting for me, uh me running late with with chaos going on. So worth the wait, I hope. That's that's life, baby. Life life is crazy. It can be that way. It it's no problem, man. I, I loved it. I I was I don't do AMAs. I, this isn't something that we do with full tilt. We, this isn't something we do at fantasy points. So this is this has been badass, man. Everyone here's been been awesome we've been rocking with the movie quotes and the, the yeah, man. You know, I've, it's been a great vibe i've appreciated it we got a uh, we got we got somebody i think is going to go watch uh talladega nights as soon as they get off of this so hey, and and what the fuck are we doing people man full tilt you you guys haven't broke thousand subscribers yet come on south Harmon. let's go get over there man hey Hit if you if you want to head over to full tilt ffb and get over there uh you know what it was i'll, I'll even admit it it's my fault um, I am the reason Full Tilt didn't. I think we potted for two years, uh, Jacob and I and, and Billy, and everything else was growing, and I went, I don't need to worry about YouTube. Like We're just going to do podcasts and whatever. Boy, was I late to the game. I will say <laughs> that everyone has been uh, super awesome over with the subbing. I think we were up 300 subs just this year. So everything has been great. We've been able to put some more time in it. So shout out, but it's a uh, full tilt fantasy football, full tilt FFB on the uh, amateur porn site X. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's what it is. Let's just Bro. be real. You never know. You can go into some random post. There's a comment and somebody's dropped Bro. their own thing stuff in there. It's he, just what it is. Now. Elon came and turned it into basically, you know, only fans. I mean, it's crazy. That's exactly what it is. I'm, I'm coming here for like comments over like, haha, Daniel Jones. There's just ass like right there. And my wife's wondering what I'm watching. It's just, it's, it's just, we got to call it like it is. But yeah, but that's full tilt FFB. Shout out to everyone. I, I appreciate y'all. And of course you want to be locked in to fantasy points, fantasy points, data suite. Going to two hundred dollars next year, free this week, fifty dollars for the rest of the season this year. Get locked in. It is the most in depth. And uh oh, Shaboba, I love you, buddy. Um it the fantasy points oh, data yeah. suite Shaboba's awesome, man. It, it's Hell the most yeah. in depth data suite you'll you'll find in fantasy football. It uh it makes PFF look like they need to do a whole overhaul. I'll just say it outright. Let's go. Let's go, man. That's Shots fired. I love what I'm hearing. Um, Get your college football stats right. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Man, lo- love your stuff with uh, Jacob too. Um, it's oh, thanks, man. Good stuff, man. Yeah, Jacob's the goat. Shout out, Jacob Anderson. Yeah, go, go. I, I started. Uh, I remember listening to him with um, with Drew, and I'm like, man, this, dude, this dude's pretty good. And yeah, oh yeah, yeah, bulletproof. I'll say this: Full Tilt has uh, in our off season. If you guys want a reason to go sub, we go on some of the most insane guest runs in the industry very proud of that everyone from austin gale um to pat dougherty and more so we uh we show out in the off season so you're going to want to be subbed for that hell yeah love hearing that man um mike adam quickly yep i got one thing before i go uh thomas thank you so much for coming on just get out of the way appreciate all the the shitheads tuning in uh but pow pow you know pow or pa pow you notice that that smudge it's pretty noticeable. Pretty smudge. Pretty, pretty noticeable smudge. Next giveaway here at South Harmon. This little mini helmet of the Colorado Buffaloes. Dion motherfucking Sanders, Mr. Primetime, Coach Prime himself, signed mini helmet. So be on the lookout for the uh, the giveaway announcement. But there's me uh, 
showing off the little flex right there. God damn, that thing looks good. Look how shiny that is. Oh my. And that, that you know, the gold Sharpie, it's interesting. Uh, you know, it doesn't yeah, look like you get a black matte helmet though. That thing is, that thing is hitting now. Thing is hitting. So uh, I'm just, I'm just hoping this one doesn't end up staying at Mike's house. I know it won't, but uh, you know, nah. like the Zay Flowers. Um, no, nah, that that's a that's a sweet one, man. But you, you got to put the prime shades on, no? I, I get the prime shades on. All right, there we go. I got you. All right, guys, Before we, we, get we got the here. prime shades on. He's gonna keep the shades. Helmet's coming someone's way. Also, uh, I need to reach out again, um, Cassandra. If you haven't, to get in touch with me on the uh, the jacket giveaway that you won. We'll see you guys same time, same place. Michael probably still be wearing his shades. We're out of this thing. Peace. Peace. <laughs>